1: You know, most everyone knows the story of David and Goliath. And, and I've always wondered, just who is this Goliath character anyway? You know, a giant that takes on a small human. Carl, we live in a troubled world, and it's always been that way, it seems. Uh, it seems like there's more going on than meets the eye. What, what's your view on this?
2: Well, there's much more going on than meets the eye, and that's true in all levels of things. Science only sees the very surface still, culturally. We're still in a kind of primitive state of being with so much strife, so many inequities in spite of the fact there is available food for everyone and resources of all kinds. Yes, it takes effort, but we're not so good at cooperating. And that's been a problem all through history. And we've got headwinds. We talked about that in the previous program with the dark spirits who are corrupting things. But there is an extra element here of headwind from interlopers, and that is actually an extraterrestrial cohort and actually a group of them. And it does have to do with the giants who have been on record through history as having been here in ancient times. And that was no false writing or misunderstanding or folklore. So I want to get into this, first of all, by giving some words from creator about who we are, because I think that helps. If we're going to hear something unpleasant, it helps to have a way out. It helps to have some reassurance along with that. And Indeed. We've been roughing people up a little bit with these shows so far because... We're we're kind of going four square into the center of the the religious realm and spirituality and and pointing out that there have been some misconceptions and even the Bible itself has been uh, altered and edited and of course the language translations create problems and we'll touch on that also. And we've talked about how we haven't been taught to prayer very effectively, and so that plus the problem we have with the corruption that is being ignored too much by religion, although they're aware of it and it's been noted and it's present all through the Bible and the Quran, the fallen angels and so on. The uh, the, the truth has still not been embraced by the mainstream and people are kind of asleep about these things. So they, when you start talking about Extraterrestrials. Immediately, people want to tune out because there's so much conditioning that this is just the province of the, you know, the tinfoil hat crowd, the conspiracy theorists, and and people who are loosely hinged. And we know better, and common sense tells you you can't have such things because we're too far from any other world that's out there. So. All of that is a misdirection, unfortunately, so I want to start by sharing something from Creator about humanity, and it also touches on this issue, and I get this a lot from Creator because it's a central problem facing us. So I asked Creator in my channeling, Source Creator, are human beings truly immortal, and what is our future destiny? And Creator answers as follows. These are Creator's words. I'm talking about the Almighty, God, Allah, whatever term you might use. This is it. This is the source of everything in the universe speaking. You are as immortal as we are because you are a living part of us. You exist as part of us. There is no separation. That is an illusion, And anything else you are told is a lie. Because you are part of us in a literal sense, you cannot perish. You cannot die. You cannot be killed. You cannot be extinguished. You cannot be destroyed. You cannot be overshadowed in an ultimate sense. Because we know where all parts of us exist and what is happening. Because we are completely intertwined with you and present with you. There is no separation whatsoever. The teachings have long been there pointing to this. The gods from the heavens, the gods from the sky, in the ancient writings, were all descriptions of extraterrestrial beings, either contemporary or or as recalled through word-of-mouth historical folk stories spread through the population. We are watching. We are a part of you. We are always in existence through all of time, and so you will be as well. It is much like you experience in your physical form, where you have fingers and toes and find them useful and would not want to give them up. This is no different. The parts of our consciousness that form each and every human being are like your fingers and toes and to us of great value, and we would no more choose to cut away a part of ourselves than you would wish to do to your physical self. You have been told the truth about the soul and its immortality, for the soul is that part of the divine that extends from us and is a part of us always that we share." Wow, that's profound
1: stuff. Um, a little bit humbling in the sense that, you know, to think of yourself as a toe of God. <laughs> but, uh, but it's an interesting analogy, and, and it, it, I think it, it bears some truth in that sense. You know, that obviously we wouldn't want our, any toes cut off as small as they are, but and, and the message is, is that we're just as important. Um,
2: so, yeah, and it's reassuring. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's very encouraging. If we're not here, we're going to be elsewhere. Right. That's what going to heaven is all about. <laughs> We're yes. in the physical at the moment, but our soul is ever present. It existed before time as we know it, and it is immortal. Creator reiterates this. This has been a principle of faith for centuries in our writings from the past of the prophets, and it's true. So, what we're saying here is basically there's no big problems. Right. <laughs> these, these may be trying to us. And we are eternal in beings. Time. Yes. We're
1: eternal beings. There's no death as, as it's as it's coined. Um, and, you know, we get plenty of opportunities to try it again. And this problem is solvable. So, like, that's the main thing that I think the both of us want to stress.
2: Hmm. Well, there are many signs of evidence that extraterrestrials have interacted with the earth. There's programs discussing this, the archaeological records and so on, as well as many writings in the era allowing such things to happen. And so one of the ones that goes back as far as perhaps most others has to do with the ancient era in Mesopotamia, which is centered around Iran and Iraq in the the uh, Euphrates River uh, Delta region. And these people living at those times left thousands of tablets and other kinds of carvings describing a race of beings called the Anunnaki. Yes. And these carvings have been
1: uh, deciphered by 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 scholars so that they're able to read the contents
2: of these tablets. So, we, we know what they're saying. Yes. And the interesting thing about these is that we know from our channeling work that the Anunnaki were giants. They were typically 12 to 15 feet tall. So, these were gigantic beings. And... The interesting thing about the Bible that Creator has shared with us is it's basically a whistleblowing document to talk about these interlopers and the problems we face because of them. The existence of dark spirits is present throughout the Bible but sprinkled in are reference to these giant beings. And it's interesting that you find this right away in Genesis in the Bible. Yes. In in verse six. And one of the earlier biblical translations says the following in verse six of uh, Genesis. The Nephilim were upon the earth in those days and thereafter too. When the sons of the Elohim cohabited with the daughters of the Adam. And they bore children unto them. Okay, so there's a lot of jargon in there, some (laughs) unfamiliar terms. This is the virtue of going back to the source and not accepting a watered-down translation. And this is one of the big problems in the Bible. And it's not that it's all sinister. There's some uh, just inadvertent rewordings, just to help people understand, but it's the translator's view and maybe not the original intention. You know, this was thousands of years ago that these words were first set down. Right. So Nephilim is loosely translated in various ways and this is part of the problem of the ancient languages. Even ancient Hebrew, it's notorious for this.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It can mean those who came down, and it can mean giants, and it's translated in Genesis as giants. I have a Bible that it's a actually in front of me. It's a it's one of the Gideon Bibles. So I hope I came by that righteously and didn't lift it out of a hotel room. But <laughs> I think this was my dad's, who who he had as a as a pastor. I and, like uh, to,
1: I'd like to point out that uh, if, if it sounds like we're Bible centric on on this topic of giants. Trust me, we're not. There's a lot of material all over the globe pointing to their existence. Um, indigenous peoples from literally all over the planet, Africa, North America, Australia, you name it, all have folklore talking about giants and how oftentimes they were negative. They were a scourge. Um, they were Everybody was happy when they left. <laughs> Um, and this is repeated, at, you know, quite frequently all over the planet. Uh, South America, I mean, you can go to just about any indigenous culture and you will find folklore about giant beings yes. uh, wreaking, wreaking havoc, essentially. They've never been considered nice. They, they instill fear. Uh, Quetzalcoatl, for instance, is, is considered a giant in Mexico. So there's these kinds of um, stories that are everywhere. But not just that, you know, you can Google giant skeletons, uh, and especially in the 1800s in America, North American museums, and you'll find all kinds of news stories from like the New York Times, Washington Post, you name it, um, talking about f- discoveries of giant bones in people's backyards even, you know, yeah. or on the farm well, or something.
2: Well, be careful, Brian, because we're, yeah. uh, you need to know there are many modern hoaxes that have been yes, created on on, uh, on the internet. and. A lot of videos on YouTube showing such things, yes. and they're they're fakes. And this can discredit the whole enterprise. It can. And, and that's why I'm going back to things on record a long time ago, because right. they have value. So this passage in Genesis I'm looking at now, it says, there were giants in the earth in those days. So they, they took Nephilim and translated it as giants in this edition. Mm-hmm. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bore children to them and so on. Well, that's a translation of Elohim as God meaning the one God and not necessarily gods meaning other lofty beings. And that's a, a, a confusion that's happened again and again. So here's a channeling from creator about this. Asking, are Anunnaki the beings of the Bible, the Nephilim, who came to earth and copulated with the daughters of men who had giant children? And Creator answers, the Anunnaki did come to earth and they did interbreed. And the Nephilim refers to the progeny of these, quote, gods from the sky, as this is often translated, who were the Anunnaki not truly deities, but were certainly awesome figures from their appearance and their technological capabilities. So these are extraterrestrials, these Anunnaki. And so coming in from space and being 12 to 15 feet high, what does one think? <laughs> if, if one is a you know historical, fairly primitive cultural uh, being, uh, this is pretty formidable. And they took the role on and the rest is history, and it's been an up and down with these beings working from behind the scenes. Right. And the the trace of this in the Bible is that the word Anakim, A-N-A-K-I-M, is, according to Creator, referring to Anunnaki. And that is, you can search it, you know, you can go on the Bible uh, archives online and put in that word Anakim, and you'll see it there. And Goliath was a first-generation hybrid of an Anunnaki mating with a human female and was a giant in his own right, being a first-generation hybrid. Wow.
1: Well, we opened the show with that question, and now we got to close on this segment. Uh, we'll be back after these breaks.
0: turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com.
1: Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the show. Carl, in the first segment of the show, there's a lot of questions raised. You know, the biggest one that comes to my mind is, you know, if, if these giants are real and they are such an advanced civilization, how can such an advanced civilization and race of beings, you know, be so powerful and and yet so problematic for us? You know, it kind of reminds me of like the Klingons of de- depicted in Star Trek or something, you know. One would think that as their science progressed and they became overwhelmingly capable and powerful, that their morality would have progressed in lockstep, you know. Uh,
2: but it sure appears that just the opposite has happened. Well... This is one of the common misconceptions about this whole idea of extraterrestrials coming here. The assumption is almost universally any advanced being would have worked through the problems of war and strife and would be benevolent. Yes. Unfortunately, that is not the case. And you can see that and infer it even from our own meager growth and sophistication and technological capability, our technology is not making us more moral in our actions. It is only giving us more powerful tools to hurt one another and create problems and exploit people in different ways. Now we have an internet, but we can also scam people more quickly and (laughs) and hide and put out disinformation that poisons the minds of many people, even hurting young and uh, causing other kinds of mayhem. Yes. And so that has been the history. And we're going to get a history of who these beings are. And we're going to name them and how this came about and to track it through history. So the signs are here. We've mentioned the Bible deals with this. And the remnants exist today of these Anunnaki because they had six fingers and toes. There are on record skeletons found with six fingers and toes, as well as double rows of teeth. And there's even an Ecuadorian tribe, the Waorani, who have these manifestations. And this is because there was an interbreeding with them by Anunnaki, physical Anunnaki. And so what we're told is that these Anunnaki are still present. They have a small outpost here, but they have a lot of friends as well. And being so gigantic, they can't show themselves in public. They're keeping a low profile to manipulate us from behind the scenes. That's the elegance of this. Strategy and how they can be a factor in our lives. And keep in mind, these are beings with a hugely longer civilization almost 5 billion years. Wow. So if you think what our technology is like, imagine if we had 5 billion years or almost that to keep going. Where we might be and what we might be able to do to run rings around another world that we encountered in our space travels, we'd be truly godlike. Well, in terms of capability, at least. Yeah, exactly. So this this is the uh, you know just a few examples of this sort of evidence. And here's a comment from Creator about the issue of our disconnection from the spiritual. And keep in mind, this is what happened to the extraterrestrials. And that's why they're not benevolent, loving beings. And it's a, it's a cautionary tale for us. So one of the problems we have as humans is that we have been altered by these very extraterrestrials to disconnect us from our higher self to a fairly high degree. That is why you can't hear the Almighty talking to you in your mind. It takes special ability with channeling to make this connection. You get some inklings from Creator that are feelings and sensations, maybe a knowing, maybe an idea that comes into your mind, but it feels like you because it comes in through an intuitive gateway via the subconscious mind where your thoughts originate. So it's not so clear when you're getting a divine communication. We're not supposed to be that separated. So this is an abnormal state of being. And we're also disconnected largely from the deepest part of our own minds. So I don't want to get off on a tangent. But I asked creator this question, source creator, can you help us better understand why most people feel disconnected from you and what to do about it. And so this is Creator's explanation of a little bit of how this came to be. These are Creator's words. This is an inevitable outgrowth of the negativity imparted by the possibilities of existence, particularly in places of greater density where the vibration is such that doubts can occur And a feeling of separation can lead to selfish ideas, and then the subjugation of others. This is what has fallen into your realm to cause problems. It is the testing and trying on of a role as perpetrator that has created the opening for the interlopers to come in and interfere with human society And this has been an inevitable outgrowth of the human exploration. These civilizations intruding in your realm have fallen into this dilemma in the same way and are at their deepest point. Humanity need never reach such extremes and, in fact, is on an upward trajectory at the present time, even though you might not agree or feel that this is so. The contrast between human and these intruders is quite large and will become more so as humanity continues to expand in awareness. This sets you apart from them in their state of poor progress, but is an example that clearly illustrates the potential for self-destruction and deprivation should the negativity continue to worsen among the human population. It is always possible to sink lower <clears throat> into greater depravity and suffering. This need not happen, and will not happen if the present course of events continues. Wow, there's, that's a powerful
1: message. Uh, on the one, the biggest thing that I'd like to pull out of that is that we are on an upward
2: trajectory. That is great news, Carl. Yes, and it, but it's up to us to keep it going, and that's the reason we're here talking to all you good folk. Yes. People really need to be awakened to this because this is a real issue going on. And we've been so conditioned to just dismiss it. The media doesn't care about these stories any longer. They don't report UFO sightings, although they happen all the time. They don't report things about alien encounters of people in various vessels. So this is something that's routine in our world, but it isn't being discussed People have been conditioned to just dismiss it out of hand. It's just silliness, just craziness. Or they're all benevolent and they're here to help us. There are people who believe in these reports because they're voluminous. Yes. But they have been given a kind of sugar-coated explanation that isn't accurate. So one of the things I would point to is the problem of alien abductions. And I want to read a channeling about this. I asked creator... Because as as a person helping others with healing, I see intuitively when there's been alien involvement with them and maybe an implant inserted into them. And so I asked Creator about this. Source Creator, our client work, indicates millions of lives have been impacted adversely by alien abductions. And they have increasingly infiltrated our institutions. Can you help us understand why we have the current contest with extraterrestrials wanting to control us and what we can do about it? And creator answers, this is a consequence of the experimentation with negativity and a turning away of the focus from the divine perspective and looking out into darkness and using the inner creativity to ponder and to begin exploring alternative scenarios This is done by you, this has been done by you all through time, but there have been times when you have explored the dark, and the advent of the totally independent and free human is a recent venture. So there has yet to be a full reckoning with the consequences of the dark exploration that will be coming in the future. But for the time being, you are the pioneers in going through the wilderness to experience firsthand the consequences of bad choices to move in that direction. As you see in your work and have been told in many such discussions as you are having here, the first instigator was the group of so-called fallen angels who moved away from the light, seeking a new and different kind of power and experience, and in doing so created a trap for themselves, which lowered them. And then the return became more difficult." and as that worsened they were driven further away lost their ability to even see and connect to the light. They are the source of the negativity and suffering you experience as a species and as you have seen and been told they have also affected the extraterrestrial beings from your galaxy who are interfering with you and this is a double dose of their misguided focus For they're not only undermining humans, but undermine these other beings who then serve as tormentors and manipulators of human. So this is a confluence of negative consequences from taking that path. And the humans have contributed to a small degree in this and have allowed this to enter. But this was a minor transgression compared to the interlopers themselves, who are setting about purposefully to subjugate and to make others suffer. This is part of the balance of direction from positive to negative, light to dark, good to bad, and will remain so until it is healed. And this is the current situation and its potential resolution as we will be exploring together. Wow, there's a lot there. Um, basically, what I'm taking
1: away from that is that we have the means to correct this, but we've been suffering under their, their thumb for decades for a long, long time. And I imagine we've had the partnership to some extent of creator's involvement because we've been a prayerful species on and off throughout the ages. So we've had some protection from the negativity, but now we're in a s- different kind of situation where religion's on the decline and it seems like
2: things are getting crazier. Well, this is what's happening, unfortunately. And the the advent of the spiritual movements that come and go currently called the New Age uh, Movement, has largely been a a minor influence at best in terms of human positivity, because it moves us away from true spirituality. It's a message that you can do these things on your own, that you can co-create your reality. You have the power to heal. You have the power to make your life better. You can manifest what you need. And you just need to focus on the positive. And ignore the negative because it's a false message and will drag you down. So, avoid it altogether. And this is a trap, in fact, because when you have serious problems, you do need to face it head on and deal with it in a way that can actually be helpful. This is a divine level problem we're facing. We can't reckon with groups of extraterrestrials far ahead of us in capability on all levels, except for their spiritual level. So we need the almighty to help here. That will not happen unless we make requests for divine assistance. But who is talking about this? You're not going to get sermons about this, you know, on Sunday when you go to church. This is something that needs to be more broadly known. It's not pleasant. It sounds completely goofy. I grant you. This is like a science fiction scenario. Well, (laughs) what I've learned in my explorations is oftentimes reality ends up as Hollywood screenplays because that's the only available outlet. Yes. (laughs) The mainstream won't touch these concepts. They won't back an idea exploring something like this in earnest. It sounds too crazy. And the naysayers win. Yep. And people don't want to be associated with something that's going to be the subject of ridicule and, and so on. And it's perfectly understandable.
1: It's perfect. It's amazing how many uh, Hollywood productions have a spiritual element to them. You know, like Star Wars, for instance, was rife with the Force, you know. Yes. And uh, Star Trek has explored spiritual issues. I mean, it's, it's not absent
2: from Hollywood, you know, themes, for sure. Yes. Well, and... I would point to Star Wars as a pretty good metaphor describing our current reality. The extraterrestrials who are here could do all those things you've seen in Star Wars and more. They've been content to just manipulate us through various means, to get us to do things at their behest, sort of like we're place markers on a checkerboard or a chessboard. And so they move us around and create all kinds of silly behaviors just to make fun of us and take advantage of us, to keep us in the dark, keep us in a limited mode. And the corruption has really, really crept in. It really has. And we're We're, going to be hearing – Okay. Yeah, we're up in
1: a break already. So All right. uh, st- check us out at getwisdom.com. You can get a download of um, our LHP, for instance, our or, or Lightweaver Healing Protocol description training. Uh, you can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be back after this break.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God.
1: Time on voice america empowerment and get ready to soar
0: friend us on facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world voice america empowerment you're listening to get wisdom with carl mollison and brian kelly they are here to answer your questions and comments about the program Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to our final segment. Carl, we've been talking in somewhat general terms about extraterrestrials. Perhaps we should expand on this and give our audience more detail on just who these ETs are, where they're from,
2: and what their interest in humanity really is. Well, we can start with the broad outlines. And for the rest of the story, we know lots about. You can go to our website. Uh, There's a limit to what we can dump on people unasked and uh, out of the (laughs) blue, in a sense, because you won't hear this information elsewhere in a cogent narrative like this. So I asked Creator to give us a tutorial of the history of the fallen angels and their corruption of humans and the ETs, the extraterrestrials, including a timeline for when the Anunnaki first arrived on Earth, what caused the downfall of Atlantis, what extraterrestrials were involved, and what other major consequences for humanity were of the extraterrestrial presence. So these are Creator's words. The Anunnaki have been on Earth for millions of years, and in fact, they were responsible for the annihilation of an earlier go-round of human creation. So this is the second attempt in current universe for the successful launch of the divine human. The Anunnaki had left the Earth for an extended period, and this was used as an opportunity to reintroduce a divine human in physical form and establish them. This was indeed followed by the reappearance of Anunnaki, who detected this event intuitively and came to investigate and see what they could exploit for themselves. This started a long saga of human suppression as they resumed their old ways in subjugating humans to enslave them and use them as a slave labor force. And this coincided with the need to that with a need at that time for some raw materials that were obtainable from the earth and gave them a handy workplace and workforce for this purpose. This was the mining of gold, and this started approximately 150,000 years ago and continued for at least 100,000 years more. At that point, there was waning interest, and they left the humans largely alone. Defend for themselves knowing they could return at any time and further exploit them. The Arcturians and their robotic greys entered the picture during the time of Atlantis. This was a period of great awakening of humanity in which much progress was made to extend the size of the human population and to further the ascension progress of enlightenment through the recovering of autonomy and making great strides with healing the trauma from all that had happened historically. During this entire period, the fallen angels were an influence as they had been involved in the culture of the Anunnaki long before they came to earth. So this was a thorn in the side of humans, so to speak, from the very beginning. And this was part of the early warning from creator to humans again and again throughout all of the intuitive channels available. The earliest humans had a much greater intuitive reach and were able to receive guidance with much greater clarity than typical today. So the average human would be on the lookout for signs of spirit interference and had a working knowledge of taking care of this by requesting divine help. The great challenge was instituted by, again, a revisiting by Anunnaki who degraded the human genome at that point and restricted access both to higher self and to the deep subconscious level of the mind. And this was to limit the human reach once and for all, so they would be readily manageable through manipulation and would be less likely to cause trouble. This was setting the stage for what happened in Atlantis, for the downgrade of human was creeping into their society and that of other societies, because this was done across the board and began to influence the quality of existence. And this caused much consternation and much blaming of one another, and particularly other outside groups among the world's aggregate population. This was all fomented by spirit meddler interference and propaganda from within the mind to see enemies in anyone different and to create high levels of discord within the human hierarchies and institutions. This set the scene to foment a major war among the two great peoples of the day, and this was aided and abetted by the Arcturians and the Arcturian Greys, as well as Reptilians who entered at that time. It was for the purpose of carrying out an extermination that the alliance was first formed. This was nearly successful, but was again constrained by divine intervention. And at this point, the extraterrestrial alliance lost their interest in finalizing things. And the reason was the curiosity of the Arcturians, and especially the Arcturian greys, in further understanding the novel aspects of the divine human. In seeing the immortal nature close at hand, and by following generations of humans coming and going were intrigued with the possibilities of discovering the secrets of this and incorporating this within their own lineage and so this was the way the divine realm kept open a lifeline although the trade off was allowing humans to become the guinea pigs for research and exploitation by the arcturians and the arcturian grays in studying the human genome So this goes on, and I don't want to take all our remaining time completing this narrative, but we have the players. We have the Anunnaki, who, because they're giants, have to remain behind the scenes. The Arcturians are tall beings, but they're blonde, blue-eyed, very beautiful looking, and they can pass as humans and do. These are the so-called Nordics people have commented on having interactions with. And it's a clever dodge because they can pretend to be almost anything they want, a primitive Earth people or an, uh, an under Earth cohort of humans that have emerged and all sorts of uh, false propaganda. And they created these Arturian grays, these robotic gray beings. These are the little guys, you know, the E.T., that you see in the movies, (laughs) E.T. phone home, the little black, big, big eyes. They're only three to four feet high, typically. And they're a robotic being. They're a DNA-based artificial intelligence robot. And they (laughs) do most of the work manipulating humans and testing them and taking blood samples and so on. And they have a whole big hybrid program going. It's rather uh, creepy. (laughs) <laughs> but that's what's going on behind the scenes, and people has can see been that for thousands of
1: years now. People can see those same like little greys in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, a yes. very famous movie with Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Um, so that that, that and actually that meme seems to be everywhere. You know, I mean, it's even um, even within icons of uh, emoticons on the computer. There's that little green head with the big eyes. So people are quite familiar with this uh, this particular uh, alien.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, the challenge is now for us. And I want to give some words from Creator about this ongoing contest and the possibilities and give some encouragement here. Because this I know we're, we're talking about things that are really, really bleak. But, you know, we've been living with this for thousands of years. But it's time to throw off these chains. They have corrupted us in so many ways. I mean, the very idea of slavery came from them. Yeah, this is yeah. how they treat other civilizations. We learned it from them and they taught us to do it because that made us the innkeepers, the the <laughs> wardens of the jail, so to speak, and right. the bad guys to take all the heat. And they'd also like when divisions get ramped up and we fight with one another. And you know it's kind of entertainment for them. And it keeps us back. It holds us down and it keeps a distraction going, like our current political arena. It's all a distraction to have us run around in circles, blaming one another for why the world isn't perfect. And they're laughing all the way along. You know, it's funny.
1: A lot of our video games now seem to be playing along these themes. You know, the most popular games among young people now are basically celebrating criminal behavior. Grand Grand Theft Auto and other genres.
2: Yes, this is not an accident. It's a deliberate corruption. So here's some words from Creator. All of the harsh events that have happened again and again through all of recorded history and prior to that as well, these are all tests of faith. They serve a purpose here. The severity of this negative drama has been a function of the duality and the nature of the extremes that it incorporates. This is not our choosing it is a consequence that is perfectly predictable in the nature of duality itself. When you have hot, you have cold. And so who determines the limits of those extremes? This is inherent in the dynamic of the energy of creation. You can have wondrous miracles of rescue, healing, and empowerment and creating glorious, majestic landscapes and riches and abundance. This can all be washed away. The duality can create all manner of oppositional forces, for an up there is a down. This is true of all levels of human experience and expression and true for extraterrestrial beings and true for spirit beings as well. This is simply a consequence of this ongoing experiment to create a new type of being, the divine physical human with total autonomy to see what will happen and set them loose. So If you pass this test and succeed in gaining the upper hand over your own negativity and that of your compatriots, the goal will be achieved in what was envisioned in the creation of human to have this autonomy and a divine multiplication of potential beyond your imagining and which will extend throughout the universe and will be a new source of divine joy and possibility that will replicate and will spread and will add tremendously to the experience throughout the universe for many, many beings. Wow. So, the message from Creator essentially is that
1: we have a special purpose and that if we partner with Creator and reach for basically a moral um, elevation as opposed to a technological elevation, we're going to get the higher ground.
2: Indeed. We're going to get the higher ground. And that's the good news here and the potential. But we do have to make it happen. And Creator has been fairly strict about this, letting the law of karma do its work. If till we see the cause of our pain and ask for divine help for it, we're going to continue to struggle. But if we do bring in the divine, and it's not hard to do. Simple prayer requests can do this. There are powerful healing techniques we use with our Lightworker Healing Protocol that deals with extraterrestrial involvement with people as well as spirit involvement, as well as the karmic things that often lead to physical illness. All of it is healable. To do so on a mass human scale requires more than just me and Brian and a few others doing healing requests. We need more participants There needs to be an awakening here, and this is the best we can do to reach others. So all of you hearing this have a choice. You can tune it out. You can walk away. You can dismiss it as some kind of aberration, or you can take it seriously enough to look into it further. That's all we ask of people. Give this a chance to sink in. Give it some careful thought. We have looked at it that way ourselves. We're not naive people. And we've come by our wisdom the usual way, living a long life with a lot of ups and downs and gaining ground as a consequence. This scenario fits all the data that are out there. Indeed. So it, Carl, it's we've got two minutes. Left.
1: We got two minutes left. Do you want to tell us briefly what's going on next week?
2: we're going to share with you an updating of the Ten Commandments. And there's many reasons for this. The first of them is we asked for for such an update because the Ten Commandments are often ridiculed by atheists as kind of being kind of simple and, you know, kind of archaic. Certainly in in a modern setting, they're incomplete. And so... We asked Creator to give us an update, and we received it. And one of the things in the update is designed to deal with these kinds of problems, these kinds of issues, to help people across the board live and walk a divine path. And that's what we need right now. And it will solve all our problems if people can get back on track.
1: And you can get a copy of the 10 Principles for Divine Living at getwisdom.com slash 10. That's T-E-N, getwisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. Um, you can also, again, get the um, introduction to the LHP, our Lightworker Healing Protocol, and learn about that in the training that we offer. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP, getwisdom.com slash LHP. Uh, well, it looks like another show has uh, come to an end, Carl. Uh, appreciate everything that you're doing, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Well, I look
2: forward to being here, and thanks to all who are listening.
0: Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.